Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of syndrome of apparent mineral corticoid excess found under the renal section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 10-year-old boy with autism presents to his pediatrician's office for muscle weakness. He has been refusing all foods except for licorice. His parents have been buying him bags of licorice in an effort to prevent starvation. Laboratory tests reveal hypokalemia and metabolic alkalosis. His parents are counseled about eating excessive licorice, and the family is referred to a specialist center for behavioral therapy. Let's continue with an introduction to syndrome of apparent mineral corticoid excess. Clinically, syndrome of apparent mineral corticoid excess, or SAME, is a hereditary defect in 11-beta-hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase. This may cause hypertension, hypokalemia, and metabolic alkalosis. These findings are similar to those in primary aldosteronism. In terms of the epidemiology, this is seen in early childhood, and risk factors include family history. With regards to the etiology, this is typically a hereditary deficiency. There may be an acquired disorder if there is ingestion of glyceretinic acid, which is found in licorice. In terms of the pathogenesis, there is genetic loss of function mutation in the 11-beta-hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase, which is the kidney isoform. Remember that 11-beta-hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase usually converts cortisol to cortisone. Cortisol can activate mineral corticoid receptors. In fact, it has a similar affinity with aldosterone. Cortisone, on the other hand, is inactive with mineral corticoid receptors. So deficiency results in excess cortisol, which will increase activation of the mineral corticoid receptors. Glyceretinic acid inhibits 11-beta-hydroxysteroid dehydrogenase and reduces gene expression. In terms of the genetics, this typically demonstrates an autosomal recessive inheritance pattern. Mutations are on chromosome 16 in the 11-beta-HSD2 gene. Conditions that are associated include nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. This is induced by chronic hypokalemia. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms in infants may include low birth weight and failure to thrive. On exam, one may note muscle weakness due to hypokalemia as well as hypertension. In terms of further studies, labs may demonstrate hypokalemia, metabolic alkalosis, decreased aldosterone level, decreased renin level, and there may be an increase in creatinine. Urine studies may demonstrate hypercalcemia, and there may be free cortisol to free cortisone ratio on a 24-hour urine collection. Remember that the normal ratio is between 0.3 to 0.5. In the hereditary disorder, the ratio is between 5 to 18. In licorice ingestion, the ratio is only modestly elevated. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about little syndrome. Differentiating factors would be that urine cortisol to cortisone ratio is normal. Also think about primary aldosteronism. This will present with elevated aldosterone. With regards to treatment, conservative options include removing licorice from the diet. This is indicated for those with the acquired form of syndrome of apparent mineral corticoid excess from licorice ingestion. Medical options include mineral corticoid blockade. This is indicated for those with the hereditary form of the disease. 
Specific drugs include spironolactone, eplerinone, amylaride, and triamterine. Another option is corticosteroids. This is indicated if mineral corticoid blockade is not effective or tolerated. A third option is thiazides. This is indicated to treat hypercalcemia. And lastly, complications related to syndrome of apparent mineral corticoid excess include cardiac arrhythmias from the hypokalemia. That's all for this review about syndrome of apparent mineral corticoid excess. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.